Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Hello, and welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to be intentional about your relationships in midlife. And I think that I'm primarily going to focus on friendships, but, you know, anything I say today could easily be translated to other relationships as well. So why are we talking about this? I guess (laughs) I had the idea for this podcast episode the other morning when I was on my walk. I go for a walk every morning in the neighborhood. I find that now that I'm primarily working from home still, I'm still doing a lot of telehealth visits and coaching online that I find that I am in my house quite a bit in specifically working in my room. So I spend most of my life in my bedroom, which is super weird after commuting into New York City and working at my office in New Jersey for so many years, it's bizarre to be working at home so much. And it's both good and bad. I have to say there are lots of things I like about it and some things I don't like about it. But I try to go for a walk every morning because it gets me outside which is nice. And I do it even in the winter when it's really cold. And it gets, it helps me to center myself. It really helps me to clear my mind, focus on some things that are on my mind, maybe think about what what I want to say on the podcast, how I want to handle coaching, what I want to do with my business. So it's just a nice time to center myself and reflect on some of the ideas and topics I have and, and get my day started. So I was out the other morning on my morning walk and I was listening to music. It's often a time that I listen to podcasts, but I was listening to music and I I don't know what song I was listening to, but I just had this moment where it it really occurred to me that, you know, I have, I'm getting, just getting started with my podcast and, you know, I've recorded a bunch of episodes with friends so far. Some of them have been already added to the podcast that you have heard as listeners, but there's a bunch more that I have sort of queued up to go. And I was thinking about how many people, when I've reached out to them, have just said yes. They've been willing to record podcast episodes with me and share very intimate details of their lives, and mainly just because they're my friends. Now, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Many of them really, when they when we start talking about it, they actually really like the idea of telling their stories when I explain to them why we're doing it and what you know I want to talk about and what what I hope they get out of it. They are quickly on board, and I think by and large have have gotten a lot out of sharing their stories. But there have been some people that I've reached out to who have been initially very anxious about sharing their story with the world. And, but, you know, after we talk it through and think about what it will be like and what's going on in their lives and the things that we want to talk about, invariably, they've all agreed. And I think in large part, that's because they trust me and because I've asked them to do it and because we're friends. 
And some of these people I haven't talked to in years or that I just connect, you know, I'm just connected with through Facebook. And I thought about that for a minute. You know, these are my friends, people I have known throughout my life that I may not still be in touch with, but they say yes to me. And, you know, I wanted to do an episode about friendships because it's so easy to take that for granted. It's easy for me to take it for granted. Sometimes I don't even think about how many people I have in my life who are my friends or how many lives I've touched. One of my friends, I, I, I don't even remember, we, got, we were chatting, you know, back and forth on Facebook on a post. And, you know, she mentioned that she remembered this thing I said to her when we first met. And I was like, what was that? (laughs) And, you know, she shared it with me. And it's interesting. I mean, for sure, I believe it's something I said, but it was something that had a really lasting impact on her. And and that was really important to her in her life. And so I say all this because I think Many of us take for granted the relationships that we have because we're not in touch with the people or we've drifted apart. We all have these relationships. And I wanted to do this because I wanted to acknowledge that I have some really amazing, wonderful people whose lives I've touched and I don't even realize it. And they've also touched my life. And I'm very fortunate to have that in my life. I don't, I mean, it's easy to take it for granted, but I I don't want to do that anymore. And I think more importantly for me, you know, over the last like, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, it's been easy for me to get fixated on what I don't have in my life, so much so that I don't always notice what I do have. So I have all of these people in my life who are willing to come on my podcast and share intimate details about their lives, people who say that I've touched them, touch their lives in certain ways. I had a friend, you know, reach out to me on Facebook not so long ago, maybe six months or nine months ago to tell me how, how important I was to him. And, you know, I love hearing that from people, but it always gives me pause because I think I spend so much time feeling disconnected or like I don't belong or like, I wish I had more close friends in my life. And the reality is I have a bunch of people in my life who care about me. And I have a lot of friends. And and this comes up a lot for me because I moved to New Jersey about 11 years ago. And while I'm slowly, very slowly, I mean, here we are 11 years later making friends here, I still don't really feel connected. And it's so easy for me to sometimes get fixated on the fact that I don't have friends here, that I don't have a community, that all my friends live in New York City. And it's so much of a hassle to see them. And to idealize this time when I was in the city and I had all these friends and I was hanging out. But I think I do that at the expense of the friends and the relationships that I do have. And this also came up over the summer. So over the summer, in the spring and over the summer, I went um, to two high school reunions. So this year was my 30th high school reunion. And I went to my reunion from the school that I actually graduated from, which was a private boarding school. And I also went to the 30th reunion from my public school because I went to public school from kindergarten through ninth grade. And so many of these people were very important to me at some point in my life. And so I did feel compelled to go back and see people and connect. And I remember, you know, I was having coffee with a, with a really 
dear friend of mine who I've known since kindergarten and who I've stayed in touch with intermittently over the years. We were talking a lot about, you know, how hard it is to stay in touch. And she was saying how she hasn't stayed in touch with anybody and maybe doesn't have a lot of people that she feels close to where she lives now. And, you know, it really struck me because I often feel that way. But what I'm learning is it's not true. And also, you know, after the reunions, people felt so connected and, you know, like their cup had been filled and all of these things. And, you know, I think it just goes to show like we often don't realize what we have in our lives or could have in our lives and how fulfilling and satisfying it is to have these relationships. So I want to acknowledge before I get into really thinking about how to intentionally nurture and build relationships, I want to acknowledge that it's natural. And, and common, in fact, to drift apart from people, to drift apart from friends. You know, as we move through our lives, we move away from them. We are geographically separated. And so we don't live near each other. So that make, can make it hard to stay connected. You know, people are building their lives where they live locally. And so they get involved in their lives where they live. And it's harder to stay in touch. It can be hard when you have kids and your kids have activities and, you know, you're naturally probably drift more towards your kids, friends, parents, you know, you get involved with other people. So it can be natural to drift apart from people and not because you don't care about them, but because it takes work to maintain relationships with people when there isn't any sort of natural connection. You know, when we're in high school, we go to school together every day. We see the same people over and over again. We socialize with all of them. So it's easy to maintain relationships. And that's true for college and graduate school and, you know, work. But as you become adults, it's harder to maintain relationships when there isn't something bringing you together that you guys have in common. And so life gets in the way. <laughs> and then one day you wake up and you feel lonely or disconnected, or maybe you have new friends, but you really miss your old friends. And what I've realized over the last few months is that I miss so many of my friends. And as I've been recording these episodes and reconnecting with people to bring them on the podcast, I've realized just how much I miss some people who were very, very, very important in my life, or at one point, you know, I felt very close and connected to. So like I said, realistically, we're all busy with our lives and we, and you know, we move on. So logistically, it's hard to stay in touch. But what I'm learning is that if I want to feel less lonely and more connected to other people, I have to be intentional about building and nurturing my relationships. And I haven't always done such a good job of that. It hasn't always been easy for me. You know, sometimes I've drifted apart from friends because of a rift or an argument or some weird energy after something's happened. I think we all have that. I remember a very good friend of mine, you know, I don't even know what it was that sort of dr drove a wedge in our relationship. I think there were a bunch of factors happening at the time, and I didn't feel comfortable enough to say something about it, and the relationship really suffered. And then after a while, it becomes so weird to circle back and say, hey, I'm sorry about that thing. And so I think what ends up happening is we get very busy with our lives and we just let it go. We're not always good at addressing that thing, and then we it festers and we just drift apart. 
And I've actually had that happen a few times. And, you know, I remember when I was in therapy, I'm not in therapy anymore, but I was for a long time. Um, my therapist used to always encourage me to clear the air. And she would say, you know, if a relationship is really important to you, it's, it's important to bring these things up, even when they're hard, even when they're uncomfortable, because otherwise it festers, it drives a wedge in your relationship. And then you you have a fracture in the relationship that's important to you and, and it's hard to get back on track. But doing that has always felt really hard to me. And I think that that's pretty common because I counsel patients often or coaching clients often about this, about, hey, you know, like maybe you should bring it up that this one thing really bothered you because otherwise it's going to eat away at you and that's going to impact the relationship. So I don't have a good answer for that except to say that, you know, what do you have to lose, right? Like it's better to say, you know, this thing that you did or this thing that happened between us, or I don't even know what happened between us, but you're important to me, than to let the relationship end over something that, you know, five years from now, you're not even going to remember. And what I've learned is that people are quite forgiving when you when you just own up to it like hey I didn't know what I don't know what happened but I miss you they're quite forgiving and that re- relationships that are important and meaningful can survive hard times and it's never too late to have these important conversations and this isn't what I was going to say like as the this is how you do it you know this is how you become intentional about friendships but I think it's important in this moment to just emphasize those things that, you know, those relationships that are strong and important and meaningful can survive a lot more than you think they can. So what does it mean? So as I, as I think about being intentional about my relationships in midlife, and this is primarily friendships, but I think to some extent it can translate to other relationships. What does that mean? What does that look like? And the first thing I think about is being thoughtful about who you want to have in your life. You know, so often we keep people around that we don't really like that much or we don't really enjoy their company or we feel obligated for some reason to spend time with them. And we fill our time and our life with relationships and interactions and activities that we don't want. And there may be many reasons why people do that. But I want to challenge you to be thoughtful about who you want to have in your life. We are all busy. We all have a lot going on. And time is really precious. The longer I live, and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way, especially as your parents and other loved ones pass on, it becomes really clear that time is precious. And it's really important to decide who you want to spend your time with. Who do you really want to spend your time with? Not who you feel obligated to spend your time with or you are spending your time with just because you always have. So decide who is that and then build those relationships. And, you know, it takes a lot of effort. You have to make plans. You have to show up. You have to put the time in. But it's worth it is what I'm finding out. So the first thing is to be thoughtful about who you want to have in your life. And then the second thing is to make plans. You know, really make plans and follow through. Not just, hey, we should get together sometime. But, hey, we should get together sometime. How about these dates? I've gotten a lot better about that, you know, actually suggesting sometimes to get together so that it doesn't become this thing that you just throw out, hey, we should get together sometime. We all know how many times we've done that, (laughs) where we say we should get together sometime and then it never happens. So 
when you say we should get together, mean it. And if you don't want to really get together with someone, then don't bother to say you want to get together with them. But for the people that you mean it, mean it and throw out some dates, make some time for them. I have one really dear friend or close friend of mine from college who was really like my first friend at Duke. And, you know, he lives in New York City and I live in New Jersey now. And, you know, I just, I think at some point I realized that like there'd be all these months would go by where we hadn't seen each other. I mean, even maybe a year where we haven't seen each other in person, you know, when we were younger and we were out more, I used to run into him a lot more. We'd be at you know, similar events and gatherings. But as we've gotten older, you know, I see him a lot less. And I finally just said, hey, like, I want us to make a point to get together once a month for dinner. And so that's what we've been doing. We started doing that this fall. And we really are maintaining that once a month, we get together for dinner to catch up. And it feels nice. It feels nice. And it's not, you know, it's not easy, but it's important to make the plans and to follow through on them and to show up, right? So it's easy to say yes to plans and we're all busy. And believe me, there's so many times that I want to cancel plans, <laughs> but I've been really pushing myself not to pl- cancel plans. So first of all, to not say yes to plans that I don't actually want, because I think that starts this cycle where you have so many plans and you have so many things that you don't actually want to do that, you know, it can feel like a burden to have a lot of plans. So it's being thoughtful and deliberate about what plans you make and then showing up to them unless you're sick, right? So sometimes the night will come along and I don't want to get together necessarily with someone, but I've decided that it's important for me to have these relationships. And sometimes I have to go. And by and large, every time I go and meet people out, I end up having a good time. And so it's always worth it, even if there's a part of me that wants to say no. And especially now that today's daylight savings time has started. And so it's dark, like really dark at five o'clock. And so now as winter comes and it's cold and dark, it's so much easier for me to say no to stuff, especially the stuff that happens at night, but really pushing myself to show up. And I think that you'll find if you push yourself to show up, to make plans and show up in your relationships, that you're going to be able to feel more connected and have more meaningful interactions with people. And I think it's important to notice the people around you who do want to have relationships. Like I said a few minutes ago, it's, you know, it's so easy for me to get caught up in this idea that there's no people around to have relationships with. And sometimes I can get really entrenched in that to the point where I don't notice the people around me who do want to have relationships, whether that's people I haven't talked to in a long time and I find out that they're nearby or I make an effort to go see them, but, or if it's new people. So I had to pick my son up from school last week. I don't, I'm not usually the person who picks him up. So I'm not, I'm not out there sort of chit-chatting with the parents, but I had to pick him up and I saw one of the parents who had gone out of her way at a, at a birthday party to talk to me. And so I started talking to her. I said, hello. And we were chatting and, you know, I said, you know, Hey, we should, you know, we were talking about, I don't know. She was like, you could call me or text me if you ever have any questions about, you know, the parents association meetings or whatever. But, and then I said, well, we, you know, we should get lunch or coffee sometime. And she was really happy. I mean, she has just moved to the area and doesn't know a lot of people. And I think it was really, you know, it really um, meant a lot to her that I reached out to her and I, and I followed up with an email and we're going to get together. 
So I think it's important to notice that there are probably more people around you who do want to have relationships with you. It just takes like going that extra step and asking people to do stuff and make plans. And the next thing I think, you know, as you're thinking about being intentional about your relationships is being honest. And and when I say being honest, so often when we say being honest, people think people equate that to being hurtful or being like radically honest or whatever with people about certain things. But I just mean being honest with yourself. Like there are certain people that I just don't want to do certain things with, right? There's certain people I don't want to share a hotel room with. There's certain people I don't want to travel with. There's certain people that I don't want to do certain things with. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a place in my life or that I can't find ways to stay connected and to maintain the relationships. And I think it's okay to say no, because when we say yes, when we mean no, it breeds resentment. And then we just don't, you know, then we just want to wash our hands of the people altogether. So I think it's important to be honest with yourself. And it's okay. You know, you can decide that you like this person, but you only want to do like X, Y, or Z with them. And that's okay. But like get clear about it so that you're not saying yes to doing certain things with people that you don't actually want to do with them. And that's going to make the relationships more enjoyable and the time together more enjoyable if you're if you can be honest about how you want to spend time with them. And finally, the last thing I have for you and I, I, you know there's probably like a million other you know things we could talk about with regard to being intentional about your friendships in midlife, but the last thing I want to say is always acknowledge when you haven't been responsive. Now, maybe I'm the only person who has this problem, <laughs> but, you know, I'm the queen of dropping the ball. Like someone will reach out to me and like, oh, we should get together. And like, I don't respond right away. And then like a week later, I realize I don't respond. And then I feel I didn't respond. And then I feel awkward about responding. And all this time has passed. And, you know, I, you know, case in point, I reached out to someone like a month ago and was like, we should get together. So nice to meet you. And I, and then we went back and forth a couple times. And then, you know, because I get overwhelmed by email, I just didn't respond. And I think it's been still sitting out there. So I need to follow up on that. But I think it's important to just acknowledge it because every time, like, I've acknowledged, hey, it's been six months since you reach. I know I'm, I'm like airing all the dirty laundry here, but. When I can even acknowledge that, hey, it's been like a really long time, but I'm thinking about you or sorry, I didn't respond to your text or your message, but you are important to me and I really do want to get together. People have never held it against me, right? And if somebody does hold it against you and they don't want to be friends, then you can just move on. But most, but by and large, when I have owned up to it and said, hey, you know, like, look, I'm sketchy and I didn't respond, but you are important to me. You know, it always ends up being received in a positive way. And finally, I just said it, but I'm going to say it again. It's important to let people know that they are important to you. I mean, I'm sort of saying it by doing all these things. That's a way to let people know that they're important to you. But I think as human beings, we just want to know that we matter, that people see us and that we're important to other people and that people care about us. And so the more you can let people know, like, hey, I care about you. Sorry, I didn't return your call for two weeks, but I'm calling you now. I only have a few minutes. I always feel like I don't want to call people back because if I only have a couple minutes, then I won't have enough time to catch up with them. But what I realize is then I never call them back. And so it's better to just say, like, I only have a few minutes, but I got your message and I really wanted to get back to you. I think it's just letting people know that they matter. 
So that's really it. I mean, those are the thoughts that I've had. And I hope that this is getting you thinking about how you want to, you know, show up in your relationships and cultivate relationships in your midlife. And as with anything else, relationships and friendships take work. And I'm sorry, I wish there was an easier way to just be friends with people and have it not take work. But especially as we age and we have, we all have so many things to do, it can take some effort, but it really does pay off when you put the time in. And that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope it's got you thinking. And so get out there and make some new friends or like reconnect with your old friends. I'll see you next time. Are you ready to create the life you really want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching. That's drkathleenyoung with a K dot coaching, where you can learn how to sign up for a free consultation. We can talk about the life you want to create and see if one-on-one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.